I have a quick question. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is Craig, <laughs> your friend Craig, mm-hmm. and the guy I met a couple times? Are you asking, is Craig our friend? No, no, no. <laughs> I know a, Craig is your friend. That's a really complex question. Okay. <laughs> I, I have friends like that, too. What I'm asking is, is Craig making all the decisions at Marvel Comics? <laughs> Uh, because no, I read an article today about how Hulu is coming out with a bunch of shows, including Howard the Duck, mm. some other dumbass, and some Dazzler and dumbass show, and that <laughs> will culminate all into a joint show called The Offenders. The no B- way. The B-list. <laughs> I'm dead serious. This is happening. Really? Oh my god. Yeah. And I was like, so this is why I had to lose Daredevil Season 4, because Craig told them to make a Howard the Duck show? <laughs> No, no, you lost Daredevil season four because of Disney. Apparently not. They're making shows on Hulu. <laughs> wow. They, yeah, they're sending the B-list stuff to Hulu. Wait a minute. Doesn't Disney own Hulu? Oh. I don't know Probably. That. I don't know. I assume Disney owns everything. If Disney owned Hulu, why? Well, I guess you would still pull everything off of Netflix in yeah. order to move it over there. But Along with Warner Media, Hulu is owned by Disney. Is it really? Yep. Well, yeah. There you go. There's my answer. Unexpected announcement of four new Marvel shows for Hulu was made during their winter press tour that reflects the fact that Marvel Television is moving on from their partnership with Netflix. <laughs> well, there you go, then. Are they really a thing? The Offenders? <laughs> no way. They're absurd. Well, I figured this was, Mo- like, right up his alley, right? <laughs> Modoc, Hitmonkey, Dazzler, and Howard the Duck? Yeah. And Tigra are a team? No. And there are not B-listers, Karen. These are below D-listers. Oh. These are made-up scrubs. Hmm. You only have heard of Dazzler because of... Um, yeah. Previously aforementioned Strange Friend. <sighs> All right, I gotta look away from this. That's a bum out. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the show. Get bummed out the old-fashioned way. <laughs> With politics. Because yeah. of the blitz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're bummed out. This picture I keep looking at my right-hand side is bumming me out. Pic- picture? Jordan oh, Peterson, uh, Sam Harris. Sam Harris oh. and Dave yeah. Rubin. Well. Well, the other thing, I mean, I'm I'm not defending Sam Harris because, like I said, he does stuff that I don't agree with. But he also does go out and meet and talk to people that he doesn't agree with. So just because he's having dinner with people doesn't doesn't mean a whole lot to me. I mean, he's right. way up there in the intellectual curiosity. So, meet people, try to dissect them and figure out why they think the way they think. Sure. It's like when people try to use the argument against Richard Dawkins. Uh, they try to use his Ben Stein interview, his argument is against Richard Dawkins, uh, you know, backing evolution. It, he didn't really know who Ben Stein was, and he was talked into doing this interview without any information. So, yeah, he sat down and he did his best with what he was working with, and then... Ben Stein and that the people making that movie turned it into Richard Dawkins is an idiot and believes in aliens. You know, the aliens seeded the planet. And it's like... I don't know what you're talking about. But really? Yeah. That's exactly what I... They, they, they went to Richard Dawkins and said, hey, we're making this movie and we, we want your view on evolution. And he was like, oh, okay, no problem. And then when he got there... Ben Stein started asking him, you know, these hypotheticals, like, well, what do you think, is it possible that (laughs) intelligent design started life on this planet? And Richard Dawkins ran with it and was like, well, the only way that's really possible is if it was from an alien, you know, aliens came here and seeded what came to be our, you know, because we don't, we don't know what the original cause was. We think we have hypothesis about it. Mm. And he's like, so is it possible? Sure, but then that just leads to the question of, well, where did the aliens come from? So it doesn't right. answer anything. And the like the young Earther that I had discussions with, he uses that as the argu- as an argument to say Richard Dawkins doesn't know what he's talking about. Because of a cleverly edited movie? Yeah. Oh, come on. You, you, not that like, there's like 8,000 other videos you could watch? Right, including ones where he explains exactly what happened yeah. with Ben Stein. Now, Richard Dawkins is an asshole. Sure. But I like... <laughs> he is such a condescending dick, but he's right. He's a high-end English professor. It kind of goes that's, with the territory. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> exactly. He just seems so annoyed by any question given to him. 
It's because he's probably heard it a million times before. Mm. All right, I'm going to get started. We're not going early, by the way. We, we've wasted all that time. <laughs> Damn it. All right. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. We may finish early still. <laughs> Man. And welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, aka the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, February 12th, 2019. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this show, we talk about news and politics and give our opinions from a secular point of view. You can join in on the conversation if you'd like by going to facebook.com slash profanearg, or you can tweet to us at profanearg, or if you'd really like to join in on the conversation, you could become a Patreon and sign up on patreon.com slash profanearg, and for a low monthly fee, you can join our Discord channel and hear us record live and give us comments as we record. And ruin our heroes for us <laughs> with pictures. Just, you know, Maybe. Maybe that happened. Are you going to tell them about the new Profane Argument format, where I have the official Profane Argument timer here? We have five minutes per story to discuss it. Once the timer goes, we have to move on like a debate. Uh, I don't know. Ian, I allow you 30 seconds for a retraction to what Karen just said. (laughs) Rebuttal? I don't know that that that's been approved by the the Mm. production staff. I have a timer here with a Profane Argument stamp on it. That I don't I'm actually I'm actually holding my phone like you guys could see me. Oh, okay. <laughs> this week on the show, we'll be talking about rulings from the Supreme Courts, Canadian and the United States. But first, uh, I'm skipping Trump updates. If if you need Trump updates, uh, CNN is there. I got nothing. He didn't do anything overtly religious or religious oriented this week. I, I suppose our first story, you could kind of go that way, but he was just tangential in it anyway. And if anybody has anything they want to talk about with Trump, we can bring it up whenever during the show. I just it's don't have pretty quiet. Yeah, it's been a quiet week for him. Other than the State of the Union, but yes. Yeah, but we talked about that while it was going, and it was yeah. just... The only thing I have to say about the State of the Union that we didn't know previously was that he averaged a lie every two minutes in his 80-minute mm. long speech. So that, that was just last week. Yeah. That, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> so I wanted to start with, and this is uh, political news, but the, I don't know, the tweets that got a congresswoman in a bit of hot water this week. Mm. Ilhan Omar from Minnesota. She eventually put out a apology after Ooh. some, so what some people are, what, well, what people are calling anti-Semitic tweets and I understand why they're calling that. To me, it's it's it's, it's using an anti-Semitic trope. That mm. that is clear. What did what did she tweet? So, uh, for anybody that doesn't know who she is, she is one of the very few, if not the only, uh, Muslim. Two. There are two now. Two. She's a freshman Democratic representative. Yes. Who happens to be a Muslim, and she tweeted something which I don't know what it is that was inappropriate, evidently. No, she said that uh, lawmakers only support Israel because they're paid to. Yeah, yeah. So the and this it's truth ex, this uh, <laughs> comes this comes from Glenn Greenwald as well. Uh, we were just talking about him previously, but he said GOP leader Kevin McCarthy threatens to punish Ilhan from Minnesota. Her Twitter handle is at Ilhan MN from Minnesota and mm-hmm. Rashida Tlaib over criticism of Israel. Uh, they are the two uh, Muslim freshmen. Congresswoman. It says, it goes on to say, it's stunning how much time uh, U.S. political leaders spend defending a foreign nation, even if it means attacking the free speech rights of Americans. And then he put a link to what he's talking about. And she responded by retweeting it and saying, it's all about the Benjamins baby with some musical notes behind it. Hmm. And then somebody else uh, responded and said, I would love to know who you think is paying American politicians to be pro-Israel. And she responded to that and said, APAC. And APAC is, for those who don't, for those who are listening who don't know, not me. APAC is the American Israel Public Affairs Committee. It's a lobbying group that is pro-Israel. So okay. she's saying APAC is where the money is 
comes from. But so sure. the trope is that for Jews, it's all about the money and it's all about the Benjamin's baby. That's her referencing that a Jewish trope. A fucking hmm. stretch. That's a huge stretch. Yeah. But because she's Muslim, she's not allowed to have an opinion. I'm really upset that she apologized. Mm. I'm, I understand exactly where you're coming from, but at the same time, you shouldn't make reference to that, that trope, especially considering you're coming from, you know, that perspective. She's definitely pro-Palestinian, uh, and that makes perfect sense. You should avoid those tropes so that people mm. listen to you. If you use those tropes, people can now just disregard her. Just, but in regards to saying that, can't can she say, I'm not saying that Jews are into money. I'm saying that it's all about the money and they're getting that paid. This, that this guy is getting paid yeah. to come out with a pro-Israel stance. Yeah. Bang. Done. No apology. Right. Well, I, I wish she should have gone on about the, you know, the fundamentalist Christian part of the support for Israel as well. That would have blunted the the money conversation. So let me tell you what her apology consisted of. She put out a message that said anti-Semitism is real. I'm grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the history of anti-Semitic tropes. My intention was not to offend my constituents or Jewish Americans as a whole. We always have to be willing to take a step back and think about criticism, just as I expect people to hear me when others attack me for my identity. This is why I unequivocally apologize. At the same time, I reaffirm the problematic role of lobbyists in our politics. Whether it be APAC, the NRA, or the fossil fuel industry, it's gone on too long and we must be willing to address it. That sounds like she said an anti-Semitic slur is apologizing for it, which she did not do, in my opinion. Can you restate that? What? It sounds like she made an apology for making an anti-Semitic statement, she, well, which you know, she, I don't think she did. No, I would agree. I, I, yeah, if and you, it's and it's very bad with the way she worded that because now it looks like she copped to it. Hmm. Ian, tell me if I'm wrong or right. <laughs> oh, I think you're right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, from the original statement, what I understood that she said was what she kind of followed up with. She's like, lobbying's a problem. She. I guess the only possible problem is the way that she chose to address it was, one, she chose to address it. She should have never responded to people on social media. <laughs> that has never mm. worked out for anybody well other than Trump and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Everybody else Fails. finds themselves, yeah, just <laughs> floundering. So, yeah, you don't give a one, you know, oh, this is all about the money, APAC. You should say, the problem here is that a very powerful lobby is paying this guy to come out with these statements. Yeah, she should have been more specific in the first place. Yes. Yeah. That Then you can't twist it. But I don't think yeah. she ever made any anti-Semitic comments. I don't think she has anything to apologize for. But bear in mind, from the last show, I, I often come out on the wrong side of these things. <laughs> so don't put too much stock on this. Well, I don't I think mean, they're do... all... Go ahead. I would say they're all up in arms. First of all, I hate this. If you... If you have anything critical to say about Israel, then you're anti-Semitic. Mm. That is horrible. That is such a blanket thing to look at. But on top of that, Trump tells her to resign. All these people are telling – I don't know who else is telling her to resign. Are any Democrats telling her to resign? Telling her uh, to, to resign? resign? I don't believe yes. so. Are they? Trump wow. did. Trump did, right? Oh, sure. Well, he's, she's, she's an opponent. That's fine. Yeah, he said her <laughs> apology was lame and that she should resign and that they should take her off committees and shit like that. But everything <laughs> that Steve King says – Oh come on, you, you misunderstood him. Well, I, that's I not don't what wanna, he meant, right? Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to bring Steve King into this because yeah, it's what aboutism. I, I, I don't care what they did to Steve King. What the? Thing oh no, is, no, this isn't what aboutism. This is hypocrisy. Uh, is sure, what I'm saying. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> agreed. So what happened? The Democratic leaders, uh, there were a few that called on her to apologize. And eventually, eventually, like a day later, Pelosi came out and said that the use of the tropes should be called out without exception. And I think that's what Omar came out pretty, pretty quickly after that with her apology. Now, to me, her apology, the way I read it isn't I apologize for what I said, I read it as I wasn't aware that you would take it as an anti-Semitic trope. That's not how it was intended. That's how I mm. read what she said, but I don't know. Maybe I'm giving her the benefit I know, she, of the doubt. I, I think she could have made it a little more clear. If she had just opened it up being like, look, anti-Semitic things are bad, that's – and leave it at that and go, and that is absolutely what I did not do. 
But she went on to about being educated and that that same that's like a Ralph Northam thing where he's like, Yeah, I'm just learning about white privilege now. <laughs> you know, and there's like, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't understand why people keep falling for this apology thing. Apo- yeah. <laughs> Rubes. Rubes, because it only leads to consequences. It always leads to consequences. How's Cindy Hyde Smith doing? Anybody? Mm, What'd she do? She said she she's a senator from Mississippi. Said she'd like to see more public hangings. Oh, oh right. she's in office, right? <laughs> oh, she's fine. She refuses to apologize for that. She said it's just a joke. Deal with it and done. We haven't heard about her since. Mm-hmm. No one's calling for her to resign. No one's making her publicly apologize for anything. They're not even going to report on her until she wins or loses her next election. It's, Apologizing for things. It is amazing Ridiculous. that when you apologize, it seems like everybody who is an opponent of you goes, oh, so you admitted you did wrong. Well, she has to yep. go now. Yep. That's the trap. But if you don't apologize, if you stand behind your racist or whatever, the statements that you make, then yeah. Okay. Well, at least you stand for something. I guess it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard an interesting take on this sort of thing. Uh, today, I can't remember who I was listening to. I think it might have been Sam Harris when he was on Joe Rogan, who we were just talking about earlier, too. Yeah. <laughs> Where they got into the subject of uh, that thing that Liam Neeson said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and how everyone's like, that's it. He can't act anymore. He's done. Get rid of him. And they wanted to digitally remove him from that Men in Black movie or something. Some shit like that. People are calling for all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit. The same thing with like, you know, like with Louis C.K. with what Louis C.K. did. He can never come back and this and that. And then Sam Harris goes, you know, these same people who say this get crazy when a person who committed murder, spent 20 years in prison and admitted to it doesn't get a fair shake. But if you say something like this, you are done. (laughs) You are not allowed out of the house. Murder people, admit to it, do the 20 years, you're okay. (laughs) Is Is it a desire for punishment? Or is just pure hypocrisy? I'm going with hypocrisy. <laughs> it's it's, oh. it's it's people. People want to be outraged, and and the far left people lie in the weeds, just like the far right for dumb shit like this. Mm. Having said all they, that, Liam, what the fuck were you thinking, telling that story? <laughs> it was a stupid statement. What a dumb! If he had just left at the the part about the guy being black out of the story, we wouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> The fact that uh, I'll just let it go because you guys are right. There's nothing more. There, I mean, the only thing more is is further follow up on this subject. Do you guys hear about Katy Perry's shoes? What? No. What? Katy Katy Perry. I know who put that out. Is. She she uh she put her name on on some fashion. Uh, amongst the fashions that she put out were uh some some high heeled shoes for whatever reason. Uh, I don't buy women's shoes, so I'm not motivated to to judge them one way or the other. But I will come out and say they're stupid. <laughs> they have a picture of eyeballs on them. Ooh. They have a little triangle jewel <laughs> for a nose and then lips on them. Here we go. They are, they are available in both beige and black. Because they are available in black, they are clearly representing black face and have been pulled from all the marketplaces. <sighs> Wow. They, they look dumb, but that... Uh. Blackface, Ray. You're a monster for even hesitating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think somebody should have looked at that graphic where there's a beige one next to a black one and gone, eh, maybe we shouldn't do this. There will be idiots out there that will jump to this conclusion. So let's just not do this. <laughs> I will huh. give you that. That is true. Because <laughs> if I was sitting there, I'd be like, you're going to get so much shit for the black one. Right. Don't do it. On the other hand, get over your fucking, come <laughs> on. There's got to be better things to put your energy into. Sometimes a little bit of um, airtime is is better than none. And she's been kind of falling off of the radar recently. So I don't. <laughs> Not for Craig, I know, but for everybody else. No. <laughs> in music? No, she hasn't. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't think she's been in the pu- in, you know in the public as much. Maybe not like this week, but she's between albums. <laughs> Let her have some life in between the music, Garen. Jeez. Why the shoes, then? Money. Money. It's all about no. the Benjamins. Oh, shit. I'm an <laughs> oh, my God. You self-hating Jew. <laughs> I like to call that a dipsy doodle. <laughs> all right. We can't outdo that one. Uh, why don't we move on? Uh, the next story, I have not read it yet. Sorry. Mm. Karen, what can you tell me about this? <laughs> so 
This is a story that I found on the internet a couple days ago, and it, it made me really, really angry. It's something that I'd known for a while, but I didn't realize the history of it. So the birth control pill came to public availability in the 1960s, at late 1950s. But the way that it is administered is bullshit. Um, so you have 21 days of, quote, active pills and seven days of inactive pills. And during the inactive pill period, you have what is ostensibly a period, but it, it, it's that's, there's a medical stuff behind that. That's not really, but anyway. But there's no need for it. You don't have to have a period every month. You can go and take the active pills every day for years and be just fine. They studied this. They understood it at the time. They understand it now. There is no reason to have women go through this every month. So the reason that they did this, though, was twofold. One is they didn't want to educate the women as to, you know, because birth control pills make you make your body think that it's pregnant, that's how they work. People didn't understand. So they, need, they would need to educate women as that you're not really pregnant, you're, you're not pregnant, and it's all good. The other reason was the religious aspect of it, which was that in the 1950s, uh, the Catholic Church is, issued a statement called the Casti Canubi, which banned anything intrinsically against nature. So they changed the birth control pills so it seemed like women's cycle was continuing on the pill so that the Catholics wouldn't fight as hard against it. And Catholic women and their husbands would accept the pill as being, you know, the, the Catholics would be okay with it. So for 60 years, women have been taking this pill, thinking that it is the medically necessary way of doing it. And it's based on a need to make the Pope Appease happy. the Catholic Church? Appease the Catholic Church. Wow. Yeah. Those turds are just nonstop. <laughs> so this got me so, all wowed up this week. Right. I mean, I, Six, 60 years. Yeah. Women have been cheated out of an extra week of banging <laughs> just and, to make the Catholics happy. Right. And not being in pain and having to purchase products. And, you know, there's, there's, oh, a, whole, right. there's a whole litany you, of stuff that comes along with it. That's true. You don't want to cut into the profit margins of, you know, Kotex and other such companies. Right. So smart. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still not, I mean, this is an article that it was in the Washington Post that I saw, but it's still something that doctors, it's become the norm now is that you, you work to this schedule and it's another way of the church maintaining control over women. And, mm. it, and it makes me angry. As it should. I, I mean, I can't even, yeah. I can't even imagine. I can, I can only imagine. I'll say it that way. Taking something <laughs> like this. For you know, however long your your entire life, and going wait, what? Wait. I've been duped, <laughs> and it's because the Catholics have to have their way, right? And actually, back you know, I don't know, fifteen years ago, when the internet became a font of information, I f yeah. actually I figured this out back in the day, and my insurance would only pay for one pack a month, so I would pay for one out of my pocket every four months because fuck that, I wasn't doing that shit, but. That was just my method of, of dealing with the situation. And I did not have an, a, a podcast to educate the masses of women out there and tell them, <laughs> go to your doctor, <laughs> go to your insurance company and tell them to pay for them, damn it. Yeah. So insurance companies have been propagating this as well. Yeah. Because they only pay for one set of pills and that set includes seven days of placebo. Right. Exactly. Oh. For no reason other than making the Pope happy. Grr. Well, again, and all these other angles that we've well, insurance sure. companies made happy, mm. well, then, women's uh, hygiene products made happy, yeah, crazy, and none of it's necessary. Grr. That's all I got. <laughs> sure, I, I don't have any follow up with that except that just anger. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> and it and it screws over you men too because it's a weeks um, theoretically that we're unavailable. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> The week of no banging cheats both partners. It does. And it makes us angry. <laughs> Henceforth known as the week of no banging. <laughs> <laughs> or significantly reduced, anyway. <laughs> uh, I was trying to see if I had something that I could link in, but I think what yeah. we're just going to do is move on to the rest of the Blitz stuff. Because, I mean, that that certainly qualifies as, as uh, something related to Project Blitz. Yes. Just re way early. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, before they actually had it documented. So the, the next story I have is Arizona, the In God We Trust 
license plates. So Arizona has license plates that you can specifically purchase that say, in God we trust on the left-hand side of the license plate. Um, it's kind of a specialist license plate like getting in Pennsylvania. You can get an owl or a tiger or something. You can get the in God we trust license plate in Arizona. It costs $25. Along with this, the twenty out of the $25 charge, $17 goes to the Alliance Defending Freedom. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. What? The Alliance Defending Freedom, we've talked about before. They are, uh, and they're yeah. defined by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group because they are pretty much specifically anti-LGBT rights. And $17 of the 25 so $8 goes to the state who actually has to make the license plate and get the license plate to you, you know, do all of the overhead. Right, do all the work. Mm. But 17 that goes to the ADF. How is that legal? How is that legal? How is it possible that you go to your state to license, put a license on your vehicle and you end up paying money to a, well, what I forget which group it was, either the Secular Coalition for America or the, the Freedom from Religion Foundation. It says that it goes to an extremist hate group. Now, they yeah. are, they're fighting back. The ADF has put out a couple letters and they're fighting back. And you know what they're fighting? They're fighting the phrase extremist hate group. They say that they're not extreme hate group. They are just a regular hate group. They're they're completely (laughs) pro-religion and Mm. they're completely pro-religious freedom, whether you're religious or non-religious. That's what we want to defend, except there's no evidence Mm. to support that. They only take Christian freedom, quote unquote freedom, or Christian oppression against LGBTQ people. So, uh, but that's what they have uh, take an exception to being called a hate group. Could you imagine if I could buy a license plate with a condom on the left-hand side of it and $17 of that went to Planned Parenthood? Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I would probably that. buy that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's some of them, I mean, you can get you know, your university and the money goes, some of the money goes to support your your university that you graduated from or just like. I get that. I get, you know, the World Wildlife Fund or whatever it is on the Pennsylvania plates. They are two specific things. But this is a license plate that says, in God you trust, or in God we trust, sorry, in God we trust. How is that for this group? It's too generic. You can't, I can't, you know, just, it, it would be like putting a condom on your license and saying it's for Planned Parenthood. You should, it should say Planned Parenthood on it. Apparently, you can in Nebraska, according to Jeff. Yeah, yep. and it actually says plan, my... Planned Parenthood on it. <laughs> well, that's Wait. their logo, My Body, My Choice. Right. So that is identifiable as coming from that organization. That's my point. Yeah. In God right. We right. Trust is not identifiable as coming from that organization. It's a generic term. Right. By the way, whoever's driving their car with that license plate, you must not really like your car that much because oof, <laughs> it's going to get shit thrown at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Well, it depends on where you live. You're yeah, unless you're, unless you're Ian's dad, somehow <laughs> walks through the raindrops. <laughs> well, just just in his little corner of the world, I'm sure. Whenever he ventures outside of State College, he said he gets harassed pretty regularly oh. for his bumper stickers. Yeah, I got nothing other than I, I need to maybe come visit Jared more often. Jared, listen, there are so many good rackets out there, and we are involved in none of them. What is up with that? I'm tired of working like a sucker. What? What are you talking about? This license plate scam. Oh, yeah. 17 of the $25. How are we not involved in something like this? Well, sure. If you could be as generic. Good people. Well, no, if you could be as generic as In God We Trust, come up with a catchy logo that is no connection. And It's all about it. the Benjamins. ProfaneArgument.com. <laughs> 17 bucks. There you go. There's a Choose Life Nebraska license plate as well that you can get for $5 extra. Hmm. And it's never going to happen for us. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Our I, brains I, I, are just not wired that way. Ha. Huh. There are certain people you present the situation to, they are automatically seeing the angles like Amadeus Cho figuring out math when he's throwing something. <laughs> and other people who just look at it a different way and just be like, oh, just take it for what it is or whatever. Just not wired that way. Ha. Hmm. Huh. You're not opportunists? No, it's not that. I mean, if we see an opportunity, like an like, and it's presented in a way like you can do this or you can do this. 
But someone else may look at two people fighting outside of a restaurant and go, oh, this is a good opportunity to steal one of their cars because they're both distracted. <laughs> Whereas me and Ian might go, cool, a fight. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean by opportunist. An opportunist, I think, has the negative connotation of somebody that sees opportunity where others just see debate. Eh, I guess so, yeah. I guess. Well, where do we – I just – I didn't even – I would never even think that license plates were marketable. Nobody are they. Me I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you how do you get to like how do I charge someone like we'll say twenty two dollars to make their Pennsylvania plate say don't tread on me and fifteen of that twenty two dollars comes to the soaring eagles of freedom. Mm, that's a good I just I just wrote all that down. <laughs> good <laughs> I'm very curious how you get know. into that market without having, you know, inside connections. Like how do you get right. with the state legislature to to get that uh to get that done? But it's very lucrative, as was pointed out by Jeff. Yeah. Since twenty fourteen, mm. the ADF has made more than nine hundred thousand dollars from the sale of specialty license plates. That's wow. amazing. Fourteen bucks at a time. That's amazing. And it's probably a lot of people that are like one of our parents who is a good, nice, kind person who does not intend for that evil organization to get her money. Just to Yes. Because it's so vague. Right. right. It's it's so vague and it's not specific as to who the money's going to. Yeah. I mean it might be on the application, but who the hell reads all the fine print? So what's like a nice phrase that nobody has copyrighted that we could use that everybody knows? <laughs> well don't. we can't tell it on the podcast. So yeah. people will steal it. <laughs> all right. We'll have to figure it out and then let them know what they can buy. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next story. Over in South Dakota, this came up. At, it's not actually, I don't think it's a, that big of a deal, but I mean, it's a, it's not really part of the Blitz. In South Dakota, some of the uh, legislative body were given, I think there were three of them, they were given Bibles, and they're all Christian, so they're all okay with it. But the Bibles had uh, been stamped with the South Dakota state seal. So imagine hmm. seeing a Bible that on the front of it has the state seal. And it's being given to the state legislators. People That's, are yeah. people are a little upset about the complete lack of uh, separation of church and state. One person said that he never unboxed his copy. Another one said that there was a little bit of discomfort with the seal being used. And the other one said, quote, mine's all marked up. I love it. End quote. <laughs> I don't know what that means. but No. <laughs> I guess all marked up could be the embossing in the front, but... Hmm. Oh, I thought he meant like he's been highlighting passages. That's and what I thought it meant. Uh, could uh, go either way. Dog, dog, dog airing <laughs> his favorite pages, and oh, that would pro- that would make sense. That would make the most sense, probably. So, yes. so people are unhappy about it now that it's come to light that this has happened. But the no state funds were used for it. It was they were made by a nonprofit and given to the legislators. I'm I'm really having a trouble seeing something really wrong here, other than the fact that. You shouldn't do that. What they're saying is that it's because you can use the state seal in uh, artistic representations and artistic stuff. And they're saying that this was just an artistic use of the state seal and it was then given to state representatives. So I I don't know that it actually violates any law because it didn't use state funds. It's just it seems wrong. Yeah, but it's it's, I think it, it is useful as a point of conversation. Right. I, I guess I don't have any. I'm with Ray. I, it does not seem in any way illegal. If someone is opposed to it, they are open to, you know, discard, recycle, however you appropriately dispose of a Bible these days. Mm, yeah. In a planet friendly way. Are you suggesting they not burn it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, only because, you know, I hear that's bad for the atmosphere. Carbon footprint and all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not good, but in the, on the scale of bad to good, it's just tipping slightly in the in the bad side. Well, and they didn't yeah. they didn't use any tax money to make them. I don't know who yeah. who made them in the end. Did it say it was produced by Capital Commission? It's a nationwide mm. religious nonprofit. I, nonprofit? Yes. Is it meant to confuse people? I, yeah, Capital Commission. That just screams it's a religious nonprofit immediately, right? Yeah. Hmm. It's it's just like it's the same reason we're calling ourselves the Soaring Eagles of Freedom. It's it's the Alliance Defending <laughs> Freedom. Obviously, that's right. a Christian-based anti-LGBT group, right? It's obvious yeah. in the title. <laughs> Capital Commission, yeah. Apparently, they are some sort of uh, production group, and they're specifically religious. They are nonprofit, and they try to minister to uh, state legislators and staff. Hmm. 
Well, that's where you're stepping over the line, probably. I mean, I was thinking it was kind of like the back in the day, you used to get um, pencils sent to you and the mail and pens sent to you with the name of your company on it. And they'd send you one and say, for only $5 each, we can send you 500 of them. It's like, well, thanks for the one, but I'm good. It, it's kind of like, you know, did they want them to purchase a whole bunch from this place and distribute them? No, they were just giving them as gifts and to get their name into the into the legislature's hands. That's nah, not good. They should give them back. If one of the uh, if one of the three people who received them were Jewish, I think it might go a little different. Or if they were Muslim, or sure. of course a Muslim state legislator in South Dakota, I, it's just not <laughs> happening. At least not yet. Yeah, fairy tales. <laughs> Literally fairy tales. More uh, more into the Project Blitz. Moving back over to South Carolina, there is a bill to inject creation science into public schools. It's it's this is. Straightforward, uh, they want to add a neutral, objective, and balanced section to science class to, in order to talk about the idea of creationism, as opposed to the scientifically sound idea of not creationism, but evolution <laughs> Man, and the Big Bang. Could the Blitz come up with some new shit so we no. could talk about something different? <laughs> They're hitting all the tried and trues. They, they, you know, they they got a playbook. They're sticking with it for the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I feel gotta like every the, other week, the hits. I feel like every other week we're talking about someone yep. trying to interject creationism into in science in schools. You are a hundred percent correct. Yep. We were just saying. You were saying why? We were just saying no one comes <laughs> to your concert to hear your new album. <laughs> they want to hear the hits. <laughs> I'm sure out there people are trying new things and seeing if it gets traction. If it does get traction, we'll see it everywhere else. These are the things that are. They think are making inroads and getting new religion back into our schools. And the reason I bring it up is because each each and every you, you're tired of hearing about it. Yeah, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. but it's still occurring in different states. It's constantly popping up. Now that we've got in God we trust in schools all over the place, they're just going to the next step. Right. None of this is is the the end game stuff yet. This is all just you know um, small up. steps. It's all set up. Yeah. It's all of it is the little steps that. Things like in, in Venezuela, he didn't, what's his name, didn't take over in one giant swoop. He took away people's freedom a little bit at a time. If you take it away a little bit at a time, people don't notice because they think, well, that one, eh, that wasn't too bad. And, and it all gets lost in the noise and it all becomes the normal. And then it just progressively gets worse and worse. This is just well, a, a continuous continuation. I'm officially saying, Blitz, your shit's tired. <laughs> <laughs> Except way too many of it is working. Now, this one in is in the House committee, and who knows? It may not be voted in by the subcommittee. It may be mm-hmm. shot down by the by the state Senate. It, you know, who knows? It's still early, but it, it exists. And, and if it passes, will it go to the Supreme Court? Probably. Ultimately. We have a lot more on the Supreme Court in a minute. Okay. Over in Texas, and this isn't a law or anything, but the Attorney General of Texas just completely came out and said that abortion and transgender health protections should be wiped permanently from Obamacare. Wow. The laws previous to the Affordable Care Act said that people could not be discriminated against due to, I'm trying to pull it up here, it could not be discriminated against based on color, race, national origin, age, disability, or sex. And the ACA came out and interpreted, they added to it, it said gender gender identity is part of sex. So you can't discriminate against somebody because they're transgender. And the attorney general in Texas says, yeah, let's, let's pull that out. We don't need that. It's in courts. Uh, let's not wait for the court. Let's just go ahead and pull it out. And because, you know, the courts are, we, we take it to the Supreme Court. We know what the outcome is going to be. It's going to be pulled out anyway. Let's just go ahead and pull it out now. And we don't we don't want to include any of the stuff on abortion either. So let's just go ahead. So wow. he's in charge of, uh, you know, enforcing the law in Texas. <laughs> Good luck, Texans. Why do you fucking care? Jesus, just leave people alone. Yeah, these people who are for small government <laughs> are all for the government Meddling. interfering in other people as long as it pushes their morals onto them. However... Here's something new. Mm-hmm. This isn't part of the Blitz in any way. Um, in New Jersey, lawmakers are starting. This is the uh, same as in New York. They are trying to push the end of religious exemptions for mandatory vaccinations. Yeah. So oh, that's good. New Jersey is going to join the group of states going, 
yeah, we're, we're tired of seeing these stories about measles. Let's put an <laughs> end to this. I see, there was a story in uh, Reddit this morning about how some of the kids are getting together and figuring out ways to get vaccinations when their parents don't want them to. <laughs> wow, that's what we've come to. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yo, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you got? You got you got vac what I got measles. I got chicken <laughs> Man, I got the whole MMR measles mumps and rubella. Yeah. Go meet me in the alley, man. Come on, meet me in the alley. <laughs> you fucking cop? <laughs> you gotta tell me if you're a cop. This better not be some twenty one jump street shit. <laughs> Skipping school to get vaccinated. Yeah. That's uh, something I can oppose and get behind all at the same time. <laughs> I'm sorry, millennials and and post-millennials, that you will never get to experience life like we did in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to a few Supreme Court things. The first one, actually good news. In Louisiana, there was a law that was going to make abortion pretty much illegal. It was going to make it so that there would only be one abortion clinic or one clinic that provides abortions. I, I, even saying abortion clinic, it's not like the clinic exists only to do abortions. It's it's a health clinic. Mm. But in any case, five to four was the decision. Roberts joined the four liberals to say that uh, the law that Louisiana had invoked needed to be struck down. So when it originally went to court, the, the district court said, yeah, that law is unconstitutional, and they struck it down. On the appeal, so the appeal went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled on it five to four, saying, no, it is unconstitutional, the lower court is correct. And wow. the, the reason they did it was because the Supreme Court in 2016 ruled on a Texas law that was almost identical and said that, no, that's an undue burden on a woman's right to seek an abortion. So Roberts did not side with the liberals because he believes in the women's right for an abortion. He Correct. Voted... He believes in precedent. Right. He believes in precedent. And who didn't believe in precedent? Oh, my God. I'm shocked. It was Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe he voted that way. Wait, I can. <laughs> I heard, uh, who's the senator from Maine? The one that was... Shocked that he uh, Collins, Collins yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god! Every the article is like everybody in the country not shocked except for Susan Collins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kavanaugh went so far as to write his own dissent. Yeah, <laughs> what a piece of fucking shit! <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the dissent is, if you want to take a look at it, it is linked in this article on CNN. Uh, meanwhile, the Supreme Court has also. Allowed, and this is uh, this is a, going to be a complex one. So let me let me tell you what they ruled on. There was a Muslim guy who was convicted of raping and killing a 15 year old girl. No one is saying that this guy should should be out of jail or should not have been executed. He has been executed. Hmm. So two weeks prior to his execution, he met with the warden who explained the whole process and said that a chaplain would be present in the execution chamber and. Uh, what was it like uh, uh, five days later, pulling out the guy's name, Dominique Ray. So five days later, his, his attorneys filed to get an extension, uh, a stay of the execution that was just over a week away. The 11th Circuit Court said that the Alabama had violated the defendant's rights because if he were a Christian, he would have a profound benefit. But because he's a Muslim, he's being denied that benefit of having a spiritual advisor in his execution chamber. All he's asking for is that an imam be present instead of a priest. Hmm. That went to the Supreme Court. They wrote a two-paragraph opinion saying that he took too long to raise his religious freedom issue and there was no imam in the room nor was there a chaplain, so they, they, they. He said he didn't want a chaplain in the room, so they uh, gave him a concession at the last minute and didn't have a chaplain in the room at all when they. Well, executed. that was nice of them. Hmm. But the Supreme Court said, "Yeah, it took you too long. It took you five days to come up and uh, with this." I don't know if anybody's ever been in prison and tried to talk with a lawyer, but I'm thinking five days is pretty damn quick, actually. Mm. <laughs> also, what is the fucking issue? I don't know. I'm with Jared. I am with Ray because he's he is correct on this one. They went out of their way to rob this person of their of of his constitutional rights. However, hearing that something like this went to the Supreme Court, hey, I'm about to die. I'd rather have my mom there than 
than your guy. No problem. He'll be in the same day. Yeah. yeah. Why couldn't that have been the conversation? Yep. That's it. Like, that's what is the, the issue with bringing him in? Like, how on earth did it get that far? I mean, why on I have no idea. So it got, why on, I have it no- got that far because originally the warden, what the warden put out, and I don't have it in front of me, so I, I, hopefully I'm not misquoting, but he basically said, look, what we have is a chaplain. He happens to be Christian. A chaplain's a chaplain. He will, he can be your spiritual advisor. And he read the Alabama Constitution as saying, we have to provide the chaplain, and the only chaplain we have available happens to be Christian, so that's your only choice. However, that is a complete complete misreading of the Constitution, and the, the, the Constitution says that uh, that a spiritual advisor can be there if requested – and it does not specifically say anything about it being a Christian or, or anyone. It could be anyone. It does not say chaplain in right. any way. It says you can request a spiritual advisor. The warden read it as it has to be the chaplain that we no, have No, he read staff. it as – oh, he read it as the chaplain is a spiritual advisor, mm. is a generic spiritual advisor, so you get what yeah, you get. exactly. Or he read it as I don't really care about you and you're going to die, so I'm just going to be a dick to you. <laughs> now that may, which what if what it feels like that may very well be because uh, like i said he he was found guilty of of raping and killing a 15 year old girl a lot of a lot of people are going to say look you don't deserve anything now we're just going to put you to death and they, they don't care that's 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 fine we are not they that's you've immediately lost your perspective when that is exactly. happening mm. we are only discussing the constitution at this point and if we don't adhere to the constitution then that, that you know, in this matter, now, what then, is the point of it all? <laughs> right. Then what exactly? What is the point of it all? He, they are not wrong. He does not deserve anything. He does not deserve if he, if, you know, any special consideration. But the state of Alabama Constitution says that he does, in fact, deserve that. So he should, in fact, receive that. Right. And I mean, I, what I, was done to him is I, unfortunately I, criminal. Yeah. If you're gonna throw that part out. Why even have a trial? Why not just call the fucking Punisher in? You know, or <laughs> Well, I'm going to make one argument on the side of the uh, warden, but not supporting the warden. And that is that I'm imagining that having somebody present during an execution is not as simple as one might think. You can't just call up the local imam and say, can you please come on over and, and – participate in this i mean this is this room i don't i don't have any details but tell me why you're drawing this conclusion i'm drawing the conclusion because it is such a formalized process i'm sure they do background checks and they do all kinds of stuff that is not easy to do quickly they can't just they don't pick up any cleric i mean any um christian off of the street and or sorry any um preacher off of the street and say bob today it's your turn there's a very specific person who has been they know him they've vetted him there's background checks and Ah, so this is this is in the event of uh, this guy's not really a mom is is not really an imam. He turns out he was a special forces guy that I snuck in <laughs> here to spring me at the last minute. That's fine. That's fair. That's a fair conclusion. It sounds ridiculous the way I'm saying it, hmm. but but you're not wrong. But yeah, I mean, he could be whoever they brought into this room could interfere, could panic, could you know right. pass out. There's all kinds of things that can happen that you just don't okay, want but to happen there. When when the when the Supreme Court said that. Did they mention that? Say, look, five days is not enough to vet this guy, you know, or whatever. No, they did well, not. He's ask- well, he was asking for a stay to find somebody. And I think that's what they actually ruled against. Well, they ruled against because hmm. he didn't ask in time. But he was asking for a, a, a delay, wasn't he? Yeah, they asked for a stay of execution in order to, in order to get someone. Um, okay. Right. Someone appropriate. And that's, again, but then I would follow that up with, okay, is why did this become urgent? Hmm. Yeah, and the state the the article on Rewire says explicitly that the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Alito, Roberts, and Thomas decided that maintaining a schedule was more important mm. than the prisoner's religious freedom. Only because he's not a Christian. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. So what? Just just be honest. Be like, eh, we felt like being dicks. Wow. Maintaining the schedule was more important than the prisoner's religious freedom. <laughs> that hopefully comes back and bites him in the ass. Well, now they didn't. They didn't say that. This is on the Rewire article that the, that said that. They didn't use mm. those words, but that was what they were basically that, saying. That, that's the net of it. Yeah. The fact that <laughs> if somebody were Jewish, Hindu, Muslims, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, what if you're a now, Jew? It, 
in the article, it also says that, you know, you, it ignores the services of Jews, Hindus, Muslims, humanists, agnostics, and atheists. No, wait a minute. They've got atheists <laughs> covered because they kept the priest out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That's, we're, Can we're I have good. Dawkins come to my uh, execution? <laughs> now, that's true. You don't have a spiritual advisor. I mean, just because you don't believe in God doesn't mean you can't be spiritual. You can be, yeah. you can, you know, think of... of have things Hippies. having you know more than just uh, you know the physical qualities, but but yeah, it, not including the the priest, I think does kind of count for atheists. <laughs> I don't. But well, if it, if, it, if it does say spiritual advisor, you're right. It could be anybody. So was he surprised that his only option was a a uh, chaplain? I guess is part of it. Did he think that he was going to have an imam up until you know five days before? I don't know. They, they said that they did not uh, ex express to him. They didn't give him the, the process until two weeks before his execution. Hmm. So up until that point, he might have thought that it would be a uh, an imam in with him. Or maybe he thought there wouldn't be anyone there. Sure. But the idea that there would be a Christian chaplain there, he was like, wait a minute. Why? That doesn't yeah. fit. Right. I, for some reason, I had flashbacks to MASH because the only pastor or yeah, he called himself a same thing, a chaplain. Was Chaplain Mulcahy. Father, Father, Father Mulcahy. Father, Father yeah. Mulcahy. He, he was, but, and was Catholic. Yeah. and But it, it explained a couple of times during the series that I got I got it all covered. We're good. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Except they also had the, I mean, I hate to go on a mash tangent, but he also had a running <laughs> joke of, you know, he would ask the person, are you are you Catholic? And he says, no, I'm Presbyterian. And the, the, the priest would respond, well, nobody's perfect. Like that was a running <laughs> joke. True. Wait, are you telling me that that joke in Independence Day was stolen from MASH? <laughs> I guess. When the guy says, I'm not Jewish, and the taxi guy says, nobody's perfect. Oh, it was definitely Boy, set on MASH You're ruining everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeff ruined Sam Harris. You ruined Independence Day. <laughs> Protection of religious freedom. Yeah. Yeesh. So, okay. That's all I got on that. Moving on to the Canadian Supreme Court. Again, this is good news. Um, the Supreme Court in Canada has ruled that LGBT rights come before religious beliefs. So there was the we talked about this before the Trinity Western University in British Columbia. They were trying to be accredited. They were trying to get the uh, so that the people graduating from their school can practice law across across the country. And uh, British Columbia was was opposing it because they specifically when you sign up for their university, they you have to sign a non extramarital or gay sex statement. So you have to sign a statement that says you are not going to have extramarital sex and that you will not have gay sex. And their Supreme Court has found that the uh, the students, LGBT students, their freedom trumps the religious freedom of the school. So Yay. they they will not be instated. Uh, they have denied them accreditation in Ontario, Briti British Columbia, and Nova Scotia, <laughs> which I think is so, uh, Canada. What's that? <laughs> I said, ah, oh, Canada. <laughs> that, those are the three I think that they applied for. I don't think they had applied for any place else. So, hmm. so they can either change their stance, or <laughs> or not have uh, accredited universities in those areas. Hey, good for Canada. Yeah, he, when you said the Supreme Court of Canada, you didn't really need to follow it up with this one's good news. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Generally. Well, I know. <laughs> sometimes they don't have a good history um, dealing with native populations. So, not always well, good news. come on. Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> Can I add no Canada to my fucking list now? <laughs> no. I'm just saying, though, that, you know, not everybody's perfect. They've got some a little you know, some little issues there. Big, yeah, big giant well. ones. <laughs> But this is a good news story. What, what, I was going to say, what kind of invader supports the indigenous people? <laughs> Come on. Goddamn Frenchies. <laughs> so I got to bring this up. Dustin is commenting on Discord. He's talking about a kid who is a Satanist, was arrested for vandalizing a church in South Carolina, asked numerous times for religious texts to be brought to him, and was told every time that they didn't support mm. a fake religion in in the jail. So my question of that is how, quote unquote, how fake is Satanism? Because I've heard several different aspects of this. The idea that it, it has been recognized as a religion. I, we got to get somebody from like the, the Satanic Temple on and ask them about their, do they have, uh, are they being taxed? Do they have... Mm. 
do they qualify to, as a religious organization? I mean, hell, if Scientology can, why can't they? Yeah, well, Scientology can because they just sued all of the IRS people until they eventually caved. True. They didn't sue the IRS. They sued every lawyer who represented the IRS. They sued them personally, hundreds of lawsuits, until eventually they relented and said, all right, fine, we'll sign the paper, drop all your lawsuits. Mm. Because they just couldn't afford to be in court that much. So Individually, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that uh, the Satanic Temple has the money to do that, because mm. they don't have John Travolta giving them all of his money. <laughs> True. I mean, what are the, the papers for um, the satanic? I mean, it's based on the same mythos as the Bible, so... That would be my argument. The religion has already been established. Right. But I guess that doesn't really apply for the satanic temple because they they don't they don't adhere to the ideals of the, the Christian religion or the opposite thereof. <laughs> right. It's an opposing viewpoint of the same mythos. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious. But that'll that'll have to be for another show. <laughs> I'm seriously thinking about it, though. Uh, in any case, the final thing that I have: California National Guard. The uh, the general in charge of the California National Guard has uh, said that he is going to defy Trump's transgender military ban. His statement was: "As long as you fight, we don't care what gender you identify as." Hmm. Uh, he's and he also said, "I believe that the ban will be lifted again." Sure. His well, idea is if you're point. willing to sign up and serve in the military, he doesn't care. He doesn't care what I what gender you identify as because you're serving your country, and that's what's important. What so, a bold move in California. <laughs> 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 no, that's it's good that he's doing that. Yeah, it is. And it, I mean, yes, it is in California, but at the same time, I don't know that he's from California. Uh, in the military, you get moved around a lot, but and he does report to you know, a higher ranking member of the military or, you know, eventually the Department of Defense. So it, I think it kind of is a bold move to say, yeah, we're not going to do that. The president said enforce this. The attorney general says enforce it. And yeah, we're just we're not going to do that. Well, are National Guards state organizations or federal organizations? I thought they were state. Does he actually have to follow that law? Oh, that's true. It is or National Guard. It's not um, National Guard might just be specific to California. That is true. So I, I don't know that the the ruling doesn't apply to him, but I don't know that it does either. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I don't know what the organization is for the National Guard. I mean, because they are they are part of the military, but not directly. They always have to be, you know go through the the governor of the state. Yeah, I was thinking it was. I, yeah, I wasn't thinking of it as being the National Guard. I was thinking active du duty of the one of the major branches of the military. National Guard is mm. is state. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, hmm. uh, I think it was Dustin pointed out that the governor said that he would defy the order. So yeah, I think there he, you go. I, may, maybe Jared, never mind. I retract my sass. You are completely correct. <laughs> it is, he does report to California. So a little easier decision coming out of California. Yeah. Huh. Still, it's a good statement, but you know. Hmm. He's, he's got backing where he currently sits. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah I'm curious though what the relationship is. I mean, does he, do, does Somebody in the California National Guard work for the federal government, or is it all state-based? I don't know what the rules are around National Guards. I'm going to have to do a little bit of looking, but meh. The very little that I know about National Guard, I think it is I think it is state. Ah, Dustin has done some research here. He says, the National Guard is a state militia and technically could be forced to follow the federal law. It's just a question of whether they're willing to go down that road, I suppose. Yeah. Hmm. In any case, I agree completely with the statement. If you're willing yeah. to, to fight, then... What does it matter what's in your pants? Like, yeah. as long as you can do the job and you're willing and you sign up. Yeah, but he might want some gender reassignment surgery and then we're going to have to pay for that. And, you know, <laughs> I can't have that kind of, I can, not on my watch, right? <laughs> Makes me feel icky. You know, if we had an alien invasion and like it was all hands on deck, not just the military, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. All humans. Would we still be like, oh, gay guys, trans, could you guys set this out? The alien invasion? <laughs> no. Didn't you see Starship Troopers? We all get to shower together then. Oh, yeah, that's right. Unless Karen's going to blow that movie out of the water for me, too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that movie. I think I saw it, but I think it sucked real bad. So I Oh, no, it. you are missing oh, it. Is a shame gem. on you. It's, it's gold. A gem. Would you like to know more? <laughs> uh. I'm doing my part, Karen. <laughs> 
maybe some other time. <laughs> I like where this is going. <laughs> all right, that is all that I've got. Does anybody have anything else? Shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> I oh, did, my goodness. and I can't remember what it was. Uh-oh. You should write it down. <laughs> I was sticking throughout the whole show. I'm like, okay, I'll wait till the end to bring this up. Oh, okay. I remembered it. This will be a fun one, and it'll be real easy. <laughs> I have a prediction of an actor who's very hot right now, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he is going to become the next Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I have. I'm putting it out there right now as my I, prediction. Yeah, it's not much of a stretch. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get a whole I know. lot of fight back here. Yeah. Seeing this, no, I well, I mentioned it somebody this weekend, and I got some 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 pullback. Okay, on. Hmm. tell tell me more. Get what what's the basis for your hypothesis, and I'll see where. Well, in where the I past can... year, he's been getting a little too Bible-y in his statements. I think I brought it up on the show that he won an award from the MTV Movie Awards, and he went on about how God is real. And don't let anybody tell you any different. And he's got a plan for you or whatever. He's been tweeting a lot of Bible verses out. And then most recently, the the minor controversy with Chris Pratt right now is he was on Colbert and said that he was doing his pastor's 28-day diet or something like that. And he couldn't do it. And then Ellen Page came out and said, hey, that church that you belong to with that pastor is totally (laughs) anti-LGBTQ. And everyone said, shut up. Who are you, Ellen Page? (laughs) Yeah, we love Chris Pratt. That is a problem. Everybody so, loves Chris Pratt. He is very yeah. lovable, but I don't think he's going to go full Kirk Cameron. Mm. I mean, it'll so? take a while. Not with it. Did you say within a year? Oh no, no. I just said I'm just saying it's going to happen. Oh, it could be. I mean, I, and I mean, and I mean, and I mean, Kirk Cameron in the sense that soon he's going to be doing movies and being like, I don't think my character sh- should be called Star Lord because th- there's only one Lord, <laughs> and maybe he should be like into that. Oh. You know, remember how Kirk Cameron was making up things on Growing Pains and be like, I don't want to be in a room alone with a girl because that's bad. And he got that one girl fired for being a playboy. It starts out like that. And then eventually he's on infomercials explaining to us why banana b- proves that there's a god. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but Jeff actually said Chris Pratt in God's Not Dead 4. <laughs> I can't believe there's already been three of those. Uh, yeah, there has. Holy Is smoses. Hercules in all three of them? Who? <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. Oh, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of didn't hear you, and I, I was kind of lost. But yeah, Kevin Sorbo's in any of them? I think he's in the first one. I think he plays okay. the professor that tells him God's dead. Oh, that monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's only in the first yeah, one. I don't see him in any of the other ones. Jesus Christ! Didn't the kid prove his point in the first one? What's going on in all the other movies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a shame. I like Chris Pratt. He's funny. He's talented. Makes me laugh. Like, and again, yeah, and I'm with you. And even if you were like, hey, you know, Chris Pratt's a really religious dude. Like, oh, really? I would have never known because he never says anything. But he won't shut up now. Yeah. And like, I like a guy like Stephen Colbert who seems to, he mentions it, but he kind of keeps it to himself. You know, he's not, you know, quoting not, the Bible and shit. Right. He, he does bring it up a lot, but he brings it up as kind of a, an, an amusing side way. Right. He's not pushing the agenda by any means. Yeah, he constantly has the the bit about <laughs> doing the confession, and he confesses to the audience because he never makes it to church. I right. mean, and a lot of times the lead in is, I don't get to church as often as I like, like in the last eighteen years. So, do you mind <laughs> if I confess to you, the audience? All right, but he's not making statements going, oh, and by the way, God is a real person. Right. <laughs> Or real, whatever. He's not a person. Whatever the fuck he is. Entity. He also does a whole lot of blasphemy. Like, there's a, there's a whole bit where the top of the uh, the the dome over the Ed Sullivan Theater, th- they can project to it now, and they project an image of a, you know, old man with a white beard, and he talks to God. Like, literally, he calls him God, and God talks oh, wow. back and says uh you know how he blames jesus for different things and it's it's a funny bit so he you know is. he is not a practicing catholic by by any means but i'm um wondering what would happen if uh chris pratt was on an episode where he had god in the dome that would not go over well yeah i'm thinking it may not uh-huh. i think this will all come to light the next time chris pratt hosts saturday night live <laughs> cool mm-hmm. One of these people will leak, be like, dude, the guy was crazy in the pitch meeting. <laughs> I am not going to bet against you. I, I can't tell no. you that. Right. Seems, seems, seems plausible. After the Colbert show, yeah, I, I, I was a little worried and continue to be a little worried. He's going down the weird path. Mm. That was my bit. That was okay. it. Okay. 
Look at that. Exactly at 10 o'clock. There you go. We feel fine. Uh, if, if you you don't watch Colbert, uh, you mentioned Ellen Page and how she uh, she mm. tweeted, I guess, uh, something about him. She Her bit on the last uh, last time she was on Colbert. Yeah. Whew. Oh, that's, man. That's I mean, she's, absolute, she's absolutely right. But, man, she got preachy. Mm. Mm, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I'm with Ellen. You know, good on you. But dial it back a little bit, sweetheart. What? <laughs> <laughs> It, it was a bit of a downer. <laughs> Everything was true, and she said it Absolutely. with, you know, purity of heart. It was, you know, coming out straight from her. But yeah, it was it was a lot in a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the audience had any idea what to do. They were like, "Should we applaud?" I, I don't think what, we should what's applaud. Ha- what did she do? She, I don't even know what you guys are referencing. She just talked about Trump and how he's completely LGBTQ and how uh, she, she yes, yeah. <laughs> and. The, I, I think I Raymond say anti. Anti. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Anti. Okay. That makes way more sense. <laughs> I forget. I can't think of the guy's name. The guy who just got beat up. The guy from uh, Empire who was Oh, attacked. yeah. Uh, Jesse Smollett. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. That's his name. It was right after that, and she was like, of course this is going to happen. Pence is in the White House. What do you expect with all the rhetoric they've been going on about? So, it, it and it's, it goes way further than that. Um but like you said, she was completely right. There's, I completely agree with everything. But man, yeah, it took the show in a to a dark place real quick. Mm. <laughs> Agreed. You know, I have friends on Facebook who are saying that that dude faked that attack. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Sure. No doubt. Some of your friends are incorrect. <laughs> you don't say. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening this week. Uh, special thanks to our patrons for supporting the podcast and those who could show up tonight and interact and uh, fact check us. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, you too could sign up on Patreon and come here and give us your comments live. Uh, we record on Tuesday nights around 9 p.m. if you're interested. Or you could just, you know, sign up and become a patron. And you know, if you just not come that would be great still supports the podcast offsets our costs um you could also if you don't have the funds to do that please leave a review on itunes or on soundcloud or google play or wherever you happen to listen also i'd like to suggest you check out other shows on the soon to be named network it's a podcasting network of which we're a member soon to be named network.com you can check out other podcasts that are on there Uh, again thank you for listening and until next time i'm ray i'm karen i'm jared uh, <laughs> customized. No, I was just going to say customized license plates soon to be available. <laughs> this is Ian. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you. Tell me